Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I like your pants around your feet. And I like the dirt that's on your knees. And I like the way you still say please while you're looking up. G'day everyone and welcome to another episode of On The Turnbuckle here on mypodcasthouse.com or whatever you're listening to us on. Thank you for joining us. Time to say good day to my co-host as I always do. Welshy, good day to you. Very good day, Tony. How are you? Excellent. Thank you, my friend. Lyle, how are you? I'm doing well, mate. Good to see you're, you're doing well too. Yes, doing extremely well. Have you extremely. noticed, guys, that I barred Jules from the, in- the intro? Wow. Yeah. Stealing your catchphrase, I didn't think you were going to take kindly to no, that. No, no. Um, Lucky you know. still out on it all. Yeah. He's taken it well, though. I think he, you know, I'm not sure the form of apology, but he's taken it well. Uh, he's gone to a rooftop bar to celebrate the fact he doesn't have to be here. So he's taken it extremely well. <laughs> I haven't had an apology. I'm going to be honest with you. No, I don't think he'll get one, but, you yeah. know, he'll learn his lesson if he ever wants to get back on the intro again. Yeah, not if we keep recording. Not 100 sure code. he's missing it. <laughs> well, he's not replying to any of our messages, so I think no, he's he might, not. Which is he might funny. have a better offer. Yeah, what messages? Exactly. Yeah, the group chat. Maybe another you... group chat that I'm not in. Maybe, maybe uh, you could replace him with Richie. Replace him with a bag of sand that would do a better job than Jules. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what have you been up to this week, guys? Anything exciting? It's my son's uh, birthday on Saturday, oh, so I uh, I may or may well, not. I mean, haven't you been bang- you've been banging on about that more than he probably has? No, he's been reminding me. I, I, uh, what, are you, what are you doing with him? Uh, we're doing something with all the my nephews and stuff on the Saturday. I think some adventure park or you know some inflatable world gimmick. Are you getting uh, a clown or a magician or something? Or? He's 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 already got a father as a clown, so I'm not I'm not paying for an extra one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to burn my money, but no, no, we'll we'll go on a bit of a fig hunt or a uh, you know, he's into collecting uh, manga books, so I might hit up a couple of stores in the city on uh, Saturday morning or Sunday morning. Uh, What'd you yeah. say you're getting on a fig hunt? 
Yeah, fig hunt figures. Red, oh, I thought yeah. you were talking hunt. about the little fig fruits. He's on a fuck say, geez, you're a ripper bloke. Every time he looks in the mirror, it's a fuckwick hunt and he, he finds himself. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I'd be able to get the 11 or 12 year old to eat a fig at this stage, to be honest. Well, I had some Very figs nice. on the weekend. That was delicious. Yeah. Served with a homemade yeah. prosciutto Ooh. and some um, goat's cheese. No. Now, we're, now we're talking. Oh, gee whiz. All right, guys, time to catch up with the man who's hoping to add the MCW champion belt to his repertoire of belts. He owns a couple at the moment. He's the current GPW champion, the current BCW Battle Express champion. He was a Wrestle Rock champion. He's been a multiple tag team champion. His name is Mitch Waterman, and he joins us now. Congratulations, Mitch. You've got an opportunity to get the MCW belt. Before we talk about that, it must be an honour to be the GPW champion for 1,075 days. Oh, wow, really? I'm glad you're counting because, yeah, I lost track. It's, it's been a hot minute, eh? Um, yeah, look, I don't know what to say. I don't know how many defences I've had. I think two in that entire time. So um, Don't tell anyone that. No, no. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I'm probably the greatest <laughs> champion I've ever had, to be honest. Um, it's just, it's been, it's been challenging, but, uh, you know, it's, it's been rewarding. The great thing about it is in 40 years' time, they'll look at that and they'll say, gee whiz, they won't even know about COVID. They'll just say, gee whiz, Mitch Waterman had that championship for 3,622 days. That's amazing. They call him the Bruno Bruno Sammartino of Gippsland. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I I just like how he acted shocked that he didn't know it went over 1,000 days when he's the one that brought it up before we press record. No, oh, you see, can you make sure you say this? Stitch up with everyone, Sarah in the pot over here, right? Eh? <laughs> no, mate, congratulations on getting the opportunity to uh, fight for the MCW Championship. It's going to be a massive match on Saturday night. Yeah, it is. I'm looking forward to it. I'm, uh, I'm feeling good, uh, feeling ready. I think it's crazy. Like, I keep people ask, keep asking me how I feel. Like, um, and I've heard. You know, I'm sure we all, as people who watch wrestling, have heard over the years, like young champions say, like, "Oh, I didn't think I was ready." Blah blah blah. Um, I'm starting to think that's a bit ludicrous because I'm already feeling like a champion. I was born ready for this. I've been training for this. I've been mentally preparing for this for a long time. And um, I find it funny that I know I'm already jumping a bit ahead, but like I keep saying, I find it funny that Brooksy's overlooking me. To be honest, because uh, I feel more than ready and I feel dangerous. <laughs> yeah. So I suppose the obvious next question is, how do you feel? I feel great. <laughs> I feel like a champion. I feel like I've been a champion elsewhere for over a thousand days. I feel like I'm rocking and rolling, heading into this Saturday uh, to, to wrestle who, in my opinion, is one of the absolute greatest wrestlers this country has ever produced. Um, I think he's the best champion we've ever had at Melbourne City Wrestling. He is incredibly talented. Um, knowing him, he's incredibly passionate about wrestling. Um, and honestly, I just can't wait to step in the ring with him. Uh, I, we've had a TLC match a long, long time ago. We didn't do a ton together in it. This is the first time I'm really wrestling him. Um, and I've been looking forward to this for a very, very long time. I saw a photo online of a very, very young Mitch Waterman with a goofy <laughs> grin on his face in a crowd at a MCW show watching Brooksy versus 
Matt Silver, of course, known as Buddy Murphy and what's he called at Buddy the moment? Matthews. Buddy Matthews. Matthews. Um, yes. Who's, who is also one of the, if not the best wrestler Australia's ever produced. Um, yeah. When you were sitting, like, picture the, the young boy sitting in the crowd that night mm-hmm. who I reckon that night you were thinking that I want that to be me. I was. I, I actually quote me to saying that to my dad who was sitting next to me. I said exactly that. Um, I was sitting there at one point, um, just kind of not saying anything. And dad asked me if I was all good. And I was like, I just can't wait to be in there. Um, even back then, that match really, really inspired me. Like, I know I've put it over elsewhere, but I can't say it enough. That that match changed, I guess, I would say my entire trajectory in wrestling. But actually, wrestling has been my entire adult life. So really, that match changed my life. Like, if it wasn't for that match, I would have, as soon as I was 18, I would have moved overseas to train in wrestling. That was the match that made me go, wrestling here is sick. I want to be here. Like, I want to be in there with those dudes um, and showing everyone that this is the place to be. Like, I want to build this here. Like, this local wrestling in Australia pre-pandemic was absolutely on fire and there is no reason it can't be again um and the more normal things are starting to feel the more excited i'm starting to feel about the future like it's just it's the possibilities are endless they're looking back to the to that night like you know seven or eight years ago and you mm -hmm. talk about you know you already had thoughts of being a wrestler anyway and that that match hold changing your perception of Australian wrestling. When did you know? What age was it that you knew you wanted to be a wrestler when you grew, when you grew up? Oh, as as young as I could remember, man. As young as I can remember, um, probably roughly eight. Because the first match I actually remember seeing was um, Triple H versus Shawn Michaels, uh, The Last Man Standing. I think it was at a Royal Rumble. That's actually the first memory I have of wrestling. So, roughly around that time frame. Um, but yeah, as, as soon as I saw it, I was in love. I knew I wanted to do it. I was a backyarder. Me and my brother used to wrestle in the backyard daily. Um, there was never a question. There was never a question from the first time I saw it that I was like, this is going to be my biggest love and passion in life. It's just, um, it's just really cool that the guy who you watched that night is the guy you're now having this opportunity against. And um, Brooksy was the young guy in that match wrestling, the guy he looked up to. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a symmetry and a specialness to that situation um, that I'm sure is not lost on you. Not lost on me at all. It's, um, It's something I used to think about even back then going like, man, he, that was his mentor. Like, and he had that final match with him and like how cool that was. And I was like, well, who's going to be that guy for him? You know, like, I'm not saying this is going to be his final match. Um, but for me. Final match is champion though, yeah. Absolutely. That's the plan, <laughs> right? But for me, who knows? Um I love wrestling. 
wrestling has been my whole life up to this point. Um, and I guess 16-year-old Mitch, like, if that was the goal in my head, if that was the story, you know, what a what a great way to end it. Um, I'm not saying it's going to be my last match. I'm just saying, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, that would be an incredible end to the story if that's the way it happened to play out. Um, but I'm going to win. So... <laughs> That's not going to happen. Well, you have to win because you, you know, the pressure's on. There could be a young Mitch in the crowd watching you. You could be there, Adam Brooks. You know, you could be yep. there, Matt Silver, for you know Brooksy when he was younger. You know, yeah, young Mitch sitting in the crowd Saturday night. You know, seeing you defeat your, um, you know, your mentor or you know someone that you looked up to. You know, on the other side of the barricade. You know? Yeah. That that's that's never um, been lost on me. That's actually may, maybe my favorite part of wrestling has been, or the coolest part of wrestling for me, I think, has been having these interactions like with kids and stuff who were just like so excited to meet you. It's like, I that was me once. Like, it, and it's crazy at GPW. It happens all the time. So many kids at that at that show, and they all come up and they're so excited to meet you. And it's it's pretty cool. Um, I think a big difference between this match and, and Brooksy's match with, with Buddy, um, with Matt, was that wasn't for the championship, the championship. That, that, wasn't, that was the main event, and it was a massive match, but at that stage in his career, he wasn't going for the championship. Um, this is. This is for the title, the title that took him 12 years to work towards this has happened for me now i'm here now um and whether he thinks i'm ready or not matt learned a valuable lesson that night about underestimating people who are extremely hungry uh i guess this isn't a warning it's just i'm putting that thought out there um it's just something to think about if brooks is listening to this uh I feel the stakes are a lot higher for you than they were for him in that match. You've got a lot more to lose. Did 16-year-old you wear a footy jumper to the wrestling that night? <laughs> no, I didn't. I actually, from uh, the a million DMs I got about it, I was wearing a piping hot beanie. Um, <laughs> wearing, your skeg, wearing your skeg gear. Yep, some dad jeans. Uh T-shirt, three sizes too big, and a piping hot uh, beanie. That was very a, much of very much of its time. Absolutely, um, I wouldn't <laughs> say it was fashionable then, but you know, I uh, it I is wore now. What I wore. <laughs> yeah. It was fashionable at a time. At a time, exactly. <laughs> uh, and, and the reason I bring up the footy jumper is because you wear this near GWS footy jumper <laughs> with with sort of pride, and it looks like the GWS. You're not a GWS fan, are you? Who do you actually follow in footy? Uh, I'm a Bombers guy. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I'm a I'd, I'd probably guy. start to follow GWS. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, yeah. it's the Bombers have been longer than you playing in the last final. I think it's been 6,000 days for the Bombers since they played in the Come final. Come on, Tony. Get and you're 1,000 days as GW, uh, GPW champion. Oh, I mean, yeah, I don't know what to say. I don't, <laughs> I don't have the statistics on the back of my head. Yeah. 
Um, I've got no clue with the Bombers, to be honest. No. So <laughs> He's only asking because uh, if anyone can identify who Mitch barracks for on social media, we have two tickets to the MCW <laughs> to give away. Oh, okay. Correct. So jump on our <laughs> um, socials. Big Bombers fan. Big yeah, yeah. Bombers fan. Um, the answer. So that's the answer. Jump into the competition. Um, Win two tickets for Saturday night. Yeah, just uh, to see Mitch um, hopefully take it home. And um, it's um, being the MCW champion, will, it carries its own sort of pressure. Um, one of the one of the absolute top independent wrestling companies in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, are you ready for that? Yeah, it's a um, it's a legitimately recognised world championship. Um, that's it's crazy. I I believe it's the only one in the country that is actually recognised by journalists and whatnot as a world championship. Um, wow. So yes, that is absolutely a lot of pressure. Um, I've had that pressure hanging over me ever since I won the ballroom brawl. Um, the whole year, if I'm being honest, has felt like I'm drowning. I'm just trying to keep my head above water. Um, you get thrown in the deep end sometimes and you got to start trying to swim. Uh, do I think I'm ready? Um, I know I can beat him. I know I can beat him. And I think I think I need this to become the wrestler I know I can be. Since this like match... You go, Tony. Oh, sorry, I was going to say, since this match was uh, made official and we knew that it was actually going to start happening, has it been different for you in any way the last couple of weeks in regards to how you've gone about your training, how you've gone about your preparation, or have you tried to leave things as normal as you can for such a, a big bout? No, I, I have definitely changed things. Um, ever since I challenged him, I have definitely changed things. Um, I won't go into specifics exactly because I don't want to, if he's listening, I don't want to be, you know, You'll be giving listening. away. You don't want to uh, give it away. Yeah. Give away my new techniques and whatnot, yeah. but I definitely have changed things. A big thing I've changed is uh, preparing to go into those deep waters where he thrives. Um, if you look at the people he's, he's wrestled in this rain, um, it's arguable that arguable that a lot of them evenly matched with him Uh, and where he gets his advantages is late in the matches. Um, And I think he, I think he thinks he's going to run right through me. I think he thinks he's going to out wrestle me. He's going to out strike me. He's going to out strength me Um, on paper. Maybe there's not a lot of physical advantages that I have, but uh, I think I have been training in a way that when, once we get into those deep waters, I mentally will not break. I will not break because um, I've been training my mind as much of a, as I've been training my body to stay calm in very uncomfortable situations. I think um, what I'm sensing is a different Mitch Waterman. Um, we've spoken to you a few times and, um, and, you've got a confidence about you that um, I think it's not new. I think it's been building, but I've never seen you this confident before in who you are. I feel it. I feel it. 
I feel it. I um, I'm going to be coming out to this match physically the same wrestler I have been throughout my entire journey um, because I don't think it's smart uh, to be going into the biggest match of your career uh, doing something different that got you to the dance. I don't think, uh, I don't think Conor McGregor would, would go into his biggest fight yet and try and win with jujitsu. Right. Um, I'm very much me, but like I said, I think win or lose this match is going to be the end of one chapter and the beginning of another. It will be the end of people saying Mitch Waterman's underrated. <laughs> I believe so. How long yeah. can you be underrated for? <laughs> right? And, and you, you mentioned earlier that you're um, that you may not have any advantages over him, but I'd argue that you're one of the best technical wrestlers, if not in Victoria, the whole country. So I think that's something that you can go toe to toe with anybody technically. Thank you. Now, do you have any uh, pre-match routines or music you listen to to you know, get yourself g'd up before going through the curtain or weird superstitions? Um, nah, I don't really have any superstitions, uh, superstitions or anything like that. I um, I'm a little OCD, so I just have my set ways how I kind of do things and get ready and whatnot. Um, but nothing crazy. I used to be a big music guy before matches. I used to like getting really amped up and stuff. Not really like that anymore. Um, MCW put up a, a playlist, like a pre-show playlist for wrestlers, um, me and Brooksy. His was very, you know, get amped up and whatnot. Um, I don't even really listen to music before matches anymore. But if I do, it's usually something that just makes me feel comfortable and, and vibe. Um, because, yeah, I'm not, I'm just not that, that, person anymore who who needs to be getting really g'd up i i prefer to just be i feel i'm at my best when i'm just having fun and comfortable so a bit of beyonce <laughs> hey nothing wrong with that a little bit of taylor swift who knows uh, who knows uh, with professional athletes normally go into uh, not just big matches, but on a weekly basis, they go through and they look at tapes of their opposition and see what's happening. The fact that you haven't worked against Brooksy for a long time, as you mentioned, just that, that TLC match a while back, do you know enough about Brooksy to know where his weaknesses are and his strengths? Or have you spent some time going back through a couple of past matches just to sort of get yourself a bit more acquainted? Oh, absolutely. I, I've watched every single one of his defenses uh, multiple times. <laughs> I know what I'm getting into. Um, and like I said before, I know where his advantages are. I think the, I think a big advantage for me too, I appreciate the kind words earlier um, with my actual wrestling ability, but I think one of my biggest advantages actually is that there's not as much tape on me as there is of him as a singles wrestler. There's really not. The matches Definitely I've had. The BCW matches. <laughs> I mean, if he wants to scout me, he can in four years on uh, Channel Thirty One. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love BCW, by the way. Uh, but anyway, it's a I fun time. Um, yeah, I hit. There's limited matches for him to watch with me in this current run due to 
a bunch of different reasons, COVID, um, you know, just different circumstances, five-on-five five matches. Uh, and the, the few he's seen, he, he definitely hasn't seen all my tricks. Um, and I don't know if those flaws I had in those matches are still valid. So I think I have a little advantage in that, in that sense. Nice. And talking um, about um, having uh, earlier talking about kids on the other side of the barricade and coming up mm -hmm. to you and, and stuff like that. Is that what, you know, being on shows like GPW and mayhem, which have a show next week, next week um, yep. on the 19th in back of smash, those shows are a bit more family friendly. Is that mm -hmm. the, the draw for you guys wanting to be on those shows? Um, there's a lot of different reasons for me wanting to do those shows. I actually miss them a lot. I miss them a lot. I've been wrestling a lot, lot less um, than I would like to be the last couple of years. And it's just purely because places haven't been running as much. Um, I think the, the main reasons I enjoy those places so much are, number one, I, I guess this is in no particular order. This is not the main reason, um, yeah. but I get to try things there. And there's a little less pressure. Um, I really have fun in those environments. Um, and like you said, they're very family friendly. It's a different crowd. Like I don't wrestle the same way there as I would at MCW, but I enjoy it just as much uh, for different reasons. A couple I just already said, but um, yeah, I'm very excited for, uh, is it Mayhem in the Marsh? next week revenge revenge Re revenge i got my show names mixed up revenge my bad <laughs> to our mayhem who's my maybe listening <laughs> it's um mayhem's a really and and gpw and all those uh all those family shows it's a good opportunity for for you guys to mix and wrestle with people they don't come across too often as well um and exactly that younger was guys yeah that was one i i forgot to mention uh, last mayhem i got to wrestle um santiago silva who is someone I haven't got to wrestle at MCW because he's not there yet. I'm sure one day potentially he will be because he was fantastic. Uh, but that's really exciting for me too. So thank you for bringing that up because yes, I did completely forget to say that and I meant to. <laughs> so what does the future hold once you win the title? And what does the future hold if you don't win the title? Have you thought of those two different scenarios? that's a very tough question this has been like i said earlier since i won the boring brawl this has been on my mind constantly this moment there's in some ways i am just ecstatic for this to be over in some ways because this has been the golden goose hanging over my egg um, this entire time and it's pressure the entire time there's been pressure um i didn't know when it was going to happen uh but now that it's here like you said i haven't thought about what's going to happen when i win the title really this is all i can think about i really have to focus on getting it first if i don't get it um this is an audio medium for people out there. There's actually a tear welling up in your eye. Uh, that's quite amazing. 
That was it's, a tough question. It was a tough one. Yeah, yeah. it's um, yeah. I, I don't know how to answer the question. I all I can really say is like, I love wrestling. Wrestling's been the biggest, most fun chapter of my entire life. Uh, and at the end of the day, um, if I've made that sixteen-year-old kid in the crowd happy, uh, in the crowd happy. Uh, and that's, you know, I've done what I set out to do. Well, Mitch, you're going to Saturday night with all of us right behind you, mate. We love Brooksy as well as the rest of There's no doubt about that. But you is, we'd love to see that belt around your waist for a period of time as well. Thank you so much for joining us this week and talking about the leading into it. And I'd love to ask you now, if I can, if you do win next week, are we able to get a couple of minutes with you next week just to talk about what that feeling's like? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'd be more than happy. Win or lose, I'd be happy to hop on and, and have a chat. Beautiful, mate. We'd love to follow up with it because it's a great story you've got here. Let's hope that the future is very, very bright for Mitch Waterman. Thanks for your time, mate. Cheers. Thank you very much, guys. Mitch Waterman joining us right here on The Turnbuckle. And welcome back. Second part of the show. Mitch Waterman, boys. He's got a focus about him that I haven't heard in his voice before, seen in his eyes. He's ready to do the job. I'm just impressed that he got his name right after last week's debacle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I think, is that a play on words, Tony? I don't think he's ready to do the job, to be honest. Yeah. I, um, I think you did that. On, you're a Brooksy fan, aren't you? You did that on purpose, I think. No, not at all. Okay. No, no, no Mitch is normally that jovial type of guy, but that, this time around he just seemed that a little bit more serious. Yeah. Oh, I, I think, think he's doing the job though, Tony. No, I no, think, no. I see him winning this match. Yeah. He'll he'll win in so doing the job. Yes. That's what you meant, Tony. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mate, he's he's wrestled for Ring of Honor. He's wrestled over in the UK. But this is probably his biggest match and his biggest test. Yeah. It is. So Good luck to him Saturday night, Tony. It is. And don't forget, uh, if you haven't heard the interview, if you've gone straight to this part, well, one, you're freaking stupid. But two, go back and listen to the interview because we need you to tell us what footy team Mitch Warnerman barracks for. And if you can, we've got a couple of tickets to uh, MCW this weekend. So let us know on the socials. To we'll be drawing his, our winner at 4 o'clock Friday. To watch his big bout. Yes, to watch his great bout. Jules. Welcome back. Hello. How are you going, lads? Good to have you guys. Let's go straight into what we turned up. Sorry? With oh. the Hulk Hogan. I was good till Jules turned up with his Hulk Hogan foam finger on. <laughs> yeah. Look, 
I don't mind admitting I bought a, a Hulk Hogan foam finger. The, the bandana's a bit much, but... Um... Did, uh, did, did Hulk Hogan tweet recently for the first time in, like, ages? Oh, I think Hulk Hogan just tweeted to let to let everyone know that um, he'd got a like a, a new girlfriend. I think he just invented. Week. Did we cover that last week? No, you got it. Just in case someone didn't listen to last week, well, Hulk that's Hogan. What, yeah, that's, exactly Hulk, that's what, what we're here said. for. That's what we. <laughs> that's what we're here for. Hulk Hogan, um, you know, he's divorced and he's dating someone that doesn't look like his daughter. To which Hogan hey. sent his tweet, just to let you know I'm all divorced, but I thought everyone knew that. Sorry. It's a flex. I'm having, de- I'm having deja vu. Are we recapping last week's episode? <laughs> Mate, did you send me the right rundown? <laughs> it wasn't on uh, last I, week's rundown. Let's yeah, talk about AEW down. Revolution pay-per-view, boys. Did uh, did you guys enjoy it? Uh, if, oh. if the question is, did I cry, then the answer is absolutely yes. Why did you cry? He's too Have you watched crying. it? No. No, because if you're a fan of independent wrestling anytime between 2002 and about 2010, then you must have a heart of stone if you didn't cry during that CM Punk entrance. It was plenty of people crying. It was, uh, as the pay-per-view as a whole, Tony, I thought this is the best AEW pay-per-view from start to finish. Wow. Um, long, as per usual. Long, and that's not for everyone's taste. Um, being nearly forty myself, it's uh, you know, maybe a couple of matches taking take it off would be right up my alley. But from start to finish, this had everything. It had fights, it had bouts, it had a sixty-two-year-old man <laughs> jumping off a uh, balcony through tables, um, blood everywhere in matches. You know, on the Muda scale, Eddie Guerrero scale. Um, and CM Punk winding back the clock for his entrance, you know. Did you did you have any feelings that that was going to come, Jules? No, not at all. Not at all. Um, I did because like, you told us on the uh, on our group chat as it was happening. No, but, but beforehand the there was CM Punk entrance. Yeah, just the whole show to anyone who wasn't watching it. Yeah, there, That's there why was. Tony and I have gone there yet. Yeah, there were some whispers online leading into it. There now that uh, Tony Khan has bought Ring of Honor that Punk could go back to his old AFI tune, which is a banger um, entrance theme. Um, I thought MJF doing the fake CM Punk entrance and then it kicking into the AFI uh, song and CM Punk coming out with the old basketball shorts and the jacket. It was goosebumps. You could see the smile on his face. Like I, I feel like every match that he is having is more cathartic and therapy for himself, falling back in love with wrestling, and we're witnessing it, um, which is great because hey, he easily fell out of he fell out of love and hated wrestling for a few years there. Not sure if anyone caught the press conference. This grown man was crying, talking about Ring of Honor and the entrance. So he was a crying wrestling fan all over again. It's all still real to him. Uh, well, it is real. It is real. No, it was, it was CM Punk crying. So seeing CM Punk fall in love with wrestling, uh, one of the best stories of the last year, that's for sure. Yeah. But banger of a show. Yeah, lot, mm-hmm. what I took away with it was was an incredible, um, clever use of the audio bookends from, from the quarter personality at the beginning to then um, at the end. 
I thought it was was very smartly done with obviously Miseria Cantare in between. Um, I think that's why what we saw there was why CM Punk came back to wrestling. Um, he must have, he couldn't have dreamed of telling those kind of stories and having that kind of match. And you know, talk about the Muta scale. I think we call it the Will Walker scale these days, but that will come up <laughs> later with DMDU. But um, yeah, look, it, it told a great story that the MJF doesn't quite have the scars and the war wounds that Punk has, but they really they really took it. Um, look, uh, and the missed elbow drop. That elbow drop was always terrible, but uh, as a match. There's not going to be many more emotional and um, physically exhausting matches than that, which is probably why, for me, the main event fell a bit flat because there's so many highs throughout that show. That yeah. Where do you go from from all those highs and all those high spots? The the destroyer scale. I think we had three destroyers in the in the uh, show. There was a lot. Yeah. yeah. I, um, talk look, to us about William Regal. Oh, this so. So you got Mox and Danielson. Yeah, they're going to go on a storyline where they're going to team up eventually. Uh, but, you know, Mox wants to bleed with his teammates first. So they just had an, a fight, an all-out war. You know, blood everywhere, you know, choking each other, punching, you know, headbutting each other. It was a war. Mm. And, you know, Mox found a way to win. Out wrestling uh, Danielson in the end, which was, I thought, a real creative finish. And they still wanted to fight after the after the match, you know. So they do the old, you know, the security guys come in and, you know, pull them apart. And then the the William security Reg- guys. Yeah, then William Regal walks down like he's not going to take shit off anyone. And he just slapped the shit out of Moxley. <laughs> I think it was probably the hardest slap of the night. Um, and there was some hard slaps, you know. Talk about Eddie Kingston and Jericho shortly. Um, I th- him, William Regal mentoring these two as they tag and take some young kids under their wing and take over AEW as the new violence stable. Um, I'm I'm all the, I'm all for it. It's funny because I I'd written down that the finish was a bit like a bit of an anticlimax. I thought the finish was a bit of a letdown, and then within seconds you've got one of the biggest holy shit moments so yeah they played me yeah i i just i'm looking forward to what they do together teaming up but um you know i'm more interested in how they use regal backstage um like yeah so much knowledge wealth of knowledge and you know you've seen all he can really he can really um he'll be a really good asset for tony khan i know that everyone's high on Tony's booking, but obviously everyone wants to get better and Regal's going to help him do that. Yeah. yeah. And even just and, him, you know, other workers, young workers being able to riff off him and, you know, go to him to advice. You've seen the tributes and, that came out of the NXT locker room and, you know, the Raw and SmackDown locker rooms to an extent when he got released in WWE. This bloke I hope someone besmirches his tea. <laughs> Uh, you can't oh. besmirch the commissioner's teeth. So, what was the uh, the other fight you're going to talk about? Uh, Eddie Kingston and then Chris Jericho. Um, you know, Eddie Kingston. You know the the story, and you know, and as a shoot, hasn't lived up to his potential. Chris Jericho coming back in ridiculous shape. I think in the last what month and a half, he shaved off five or six years 
of how he was looking. You know, he did have that health scare on the Fozzie tour. And he looked five or six years younger. The best thing about Chris Jericho, he had an Eddie Kingston match. Yeah. Not a Chris Jericho match. This was... I don't think Chris Jericho can have, can have Chris Jericho matches anymore. Uh, so. He can. He, he can. He, he's there. Uh, whatever he's done, diet-wise and training-wise, in the last month and a half, it works. Um, but they beat the absolute piss out of each other. Amazing. You know, and the, the respect going forward and you know, Jericho not e- accepting the handshake at the end. Oh, and that opened the show mm. and delivered. Mm. That's... I think- I think what's really interesting is that that show was so stacked and so full that you had Pac, Malachi Black, you had a Buddy Matthews and Penta on the pre-show. This is the kind of pre-show that people used to give WWE shit for, for putting their top stars on pre-shows. But that just shows how, how full that was. I mean, you know, there's, there's probably a whole different show talking about the tag match as well. Um, all the spots in that, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy definitely earned that. Um, one thing I will say for balance is that I think they used the women's matches as cool-down matches, and I did not enjoy that. I think they used, they yep. did that twice, that they really put the women's matches like to the background. I, I didn't like that. Yeah, I feel like they could have for the uh, Conti and Jade match because they are green, and it was you know a short shorter match. But for the... You know, I don't want to say the major women's title because they should be on equal, but um, Britt Baker, you know, is an out out star on TV, and yeah, to be used in that in that position was was a letdown. But it was for the crowd. It did it let the crowd down. I felt it at home, like it it almost felt like it wasn't important. You you do need those matches on a big card like that. There's no doubt about it. But it's just unfortunate. As you said, Jules, that they actually chose the women's match to make that. But you've got to bring the crowd down. You, there's no way you can keep the crowd up for that amount of time. So yeah, yeah. you can do that through other segments. Yeah, um, yeah, they, 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 they're, they're not big on. on that. Yeah, then yeah, you know, AEW pay per views. They're all about wrestling happy matches, women, happy matches, matches. Women's Day. They're, they're not, <laughs> you know, yeah, backstage segments or video packages. Maybe they could put a a two or three minute video package in. Yeah, you know, right. I don't know. That's I mean, the problem with Tony Schiavone interviewing people every fifteen minutes. Use that. Mm. But that's yeah, the problem, though. International Women's Day is tomorrow in America. So today, well, then when our show yeah, today yeah. here, but if tomorrow, we're recording it. We're, hey? The show will come out and it will have been by the time people are listening to this, it will have already been International Women's Day. No, I'm, I'm just going to call it. They tried to pack too much in. We haven't even had a chance, and we, you know, we're going to run out of time, but. We have Darby Allen, Darby Allen, and Sting. Like Darby Allen, it's like taking your granddad to the pub and making him do Jaeger bombs. Like, yeah, that's that's a bad influence. Yeah, Darby Allen, he is a bad influence. But um, Sting just looks like he's having fun. Like he, like he has no reason to even get on the second rope and do a do a let alone jumping off a a balcony through you know a stack table when they set it up i i literally thought jeff hardy was making a shock return and he was the one that was going to do a swanton uh through it tony um but the old swanton yeah but i I, 
I don't think it lines up with his uh, contract and everything. But that was most of a sort. No, in no world did I think Sting was the one that was going to, I'll say jump off, but he, you know, he, he fell gracefully um, through the table. But um, yeah, good on him. Sixty-two, is that right? Yeah. That, Look, he should be. He should be going off the second Brett's rope, the second rope. He should be going <laughs> off that rope, not being New Jack. Yeah, yeah, but I'm here for it. If he's yeah. confident and you know he can recover, um, yeah, and they hide him well in tag matches as well. And I, I thought we'll touch on the the main event. Like you, it was long in the show when it did kick off. I think the fans they brought their own unique enthusiasm to it, tried to create stuff, but they dragged it out too long with the the bullshit chants. Um, with the you know this is Adam, this is Adam. The Adam jokes, they got tiring real quick. Get the joke in, move on. It felt like um, when we were at the MCW show and the suspenders uh, oh. chant started. It was okay at the start, don't, but don't when it actually... That. Don't <laughs> bring up the wall. Yeah, no, we, we, we got the joke. It was funny the first couple of times, but the 17th and 18th time, it's not funny anymore. Now you're hijacking the show. Credit to the guys. They did, in the home stretch, they did get the crowd back, and it was, let's go hangman. Uh, Adam Cole sucks, um, but yeah, five yeah. hours in for that the live crowd, a bit tough. Time to move on because while she's getting pissed off because he's got nothing to say. <laughs> uh, well, he could have watched it. Tony Khan buying Ring of Honor. We you mentioned that before. Is that a good or a bad thing? Oh, don't ask when me. The, when the announcement came, it's amazing. Yeah. When the announcement came, I was a bit underwhelmed because I wasn't sure what it meant. Um, and you've been. He didn't sell it that well. Um, but now that I hear he's going to actually run Ring of Honor, now I'm interested to see what they're going to do with it. I thought it was just for the tape library originally. But um, it'll be interesting to see what he does with Ring of Honor as a second brand. It'll be interesting to see what he does with uh, Aussies who were meant to be part of Ring of Honor. Well, that's no wrestlers an opportunity for them to step into AEW now. Yeah. He mentioned during the media scrum afterwards it's going to more of a um, developmental territory, which Ring of Honor basically has been for WWE. Ring of Honor XT. Um, interesting that he said he's going to book it himself. I don't know where this guy finds the time. Um, you know, must be and, and the energy. Yeah, must be sleeping. It, instead of going to the gym between one thirty, it's a hell of a drug, guys. It's a hell <laughs> of a drug. Instead of going to the gym at 1.30 to 3 a.m. like Vince does, uh, he can book Ring of Honor um, every night. You know, but between this and being a GM of a football team, um, doing whatever he does at the Jaguars, oh, good luck to him, yeah. I, I guess. Um, like Punk That's said Fulham it. as well, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah that, the GM of Fulham. That's um, you're crazy. Like, I don't know where he's going to find the time, but he's wrestling well is his first there. love. But, yeah, no, I, people, I, I, people don't like him in the wrestling business either, so I don't think that matters as long as what he's putting on TV is good for wrestlers of a certain vintage. Um, I, I don't give a crap what he does with Ring of Honor as, as much as I care about an actually accessible tape library, um, because it's a long time coming. There's only I, so much you can do with extreme wrestling torrents and other shady sources, it's 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 going to be there and it's going to be, um easily accessible for people who can actually watch what my golden age of wrestling looks like. All right. Uh, I don't think we've seen this before, but three major promotions 
in Melbourne all running on the same night. It's been, if it has happened before, it's been a while since it has. But MCW, PCW and DMDU all running on Saturday night. Yeah, it's uh, hard to know. It's going to be hard for us to cover all three shows, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> might need to split up. So where no, are we going? I, Who's I, I, I'm going to go to the, uh, the one where there's three title matches. Uh, so you've got Matt Hayter coming back as new RCW champion to DMDU. You've got Deathmatch title, Will Walker earned it, and Mad Dog and Callum. And you've got Misspent Youth, just a small matter of misspent youth versus the velocities for their tag titles. So that's that's where I'm headed for sure. So you got that one covered. I'll go watch Mitchy uh, versus Brooksy then. All right. Um, see what um, happens in that huge main event. Does that mean I've got to go out to PCW? Uh, we'll send Lyle to PCW. I'm going to try and make my way out there because I'm a big maths fan, and Tommy Hellfire is is in a match. So. I'm going to try my best. It is my son's birthday that day, and he's take not him. a maths fan. Oh, no, I'll, I'll try and take him. Uh, I don't think I'll get him over Take the him against with... his will. Well, I can do that. He's still that. He's only 12. Like, he has to listen to me. Yeah. He had a birthday last year. What was he one more another year. one for? Yeah, he's going to have one next year. Yeah. One more year of that listening to me. That's it. After that. <laughs> Forget <laughs> That's, about it's it. Cre- it's creeping in. But this is, this is good. This... Fair, to be fair, I... I remember when your kids were about seven and they weren't listening to you. Correct. Uh, what is good about it is if they all get full houses or, you know, close to. That'll be fantastic. Look, I mean, ideally, I don't think any of these promotions would want to be, want to be running against each other. So, uh, But with COVID and things like that, things have to get rearranged and it is what it is and they've had to go against each other because you've got your venues and things like that to worry about when you can get your venue and things like that. So um, I'm sure that they'd all say that they prefer not to be running against each other because it is going to affect their gates. But because, I mean, ideally, I'd like to go to all three shows. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah it's going to be some tough decisions for wrestling fans, picking and choosing, because I don't think this is going to be the last time it's going to happen. You know, DMDU, you know, their, their calendar is loaded uh, for the rest of the year. MCW, you know, they're right on the verge of kicking back in, you know, leaving COVID in the dust. PCW will be doing the same as well. This is going to happen. And Renegades and, on the horizon. Yeah, and, and, and Renegades as well. And that's just in Melbourne, you know. I know yeah, then you've got the other shows that you're not. Um, I tell you what, uh, the good thing is you can watch one and then in the next couple of weeks you'll be able to watch the other two um, on streaming services. And that's the beauty of modern wrestling is that you can support everybody if you want, if that's the way you're inclined. Yeah, so I, I was going to mention that I think that there's going to be a rise of people watching back um, more than they did before rather than picking favourites. And and look, I just hope everyone stays healthy. There's been a spate of injuries recently. It yeah, feels like JXT and Broderick Valentine is a please don't get injured match. You know, I, I just want everyone to stay healthy and stay safe. Oh, well, she, you mentioned there was a few injuries on the weekend. Take us through them. Oh, I don't know if they're all official. So, I mean, some of them might be worked into storyline. So, I can't talk about all of them. I can talk about the ones that have been uh, made public. So, um, JXT's got a grade two tear in his hamstring. Um, so, he'll be working hurt for a little while. Work um, around that. Strap it up Batista style. I think he, he, uh, he had his hamstring taped up for about three months there at one stage. Yeah. 
I mean, shout out to Atlas Whitaker as well, who's um, done some damage to his knee, which he put up on Twitter. Um, so hopefully, yeah, hopefully he'll be back soon because he's he's one guy who has really been finding his feet in the last 18 months and it's bad timing for him. He's just got married and it's bad timing that he's got the injury, but hopefully he just takes the time, does the rehab and gets back and, and starts entertaining us again because... He's a really good guy. A really good guy. Mm. All right. Um, uh, Shazza, Shazza, you know, Shazza ended up in the hospital. Yeah, that's yeah, a nasty. Stitches on, on the lip. Yeah. Oh, and, and that's that's in a bad spot too. Like I think Will that, Walker might have ended up in the hospital as well to get some stitches. So there was a there was a lot going on on the weekend. WWE 2K22. Anyone downloaded and played it yet? Oh, it's downloading as we speak. So as soon as I get off this God-wretched podcast, I'm going to kick Stephanie off the television so that I yeah. can start creating oh. jobber versions of you three, Genetis. And- <laughs> so the great thing is, is that because I'm the moderator of this podcast, I could just hit that button and you don't have to speak again. Yeah, I think I think in the, in the hair options, 40, hair 45 is the knobs... Um, mullet, <laughs> and you just got to tune it all the way uh, to you're, yellow you're and getting, brightness. Tune it all the way to yellow a, and brightness up. I'm gonna put um, a green in the tinge of it, like you didn't yeah, put uh, any toner in it. No, nah, no, nah, that's not that's not fair. Um, uh, left you're knee like, brace for myself. Skinny. Oh, yeah. can you can you do me with like my mustache down to my chin in completely white, and then the rest of my beard in black, like maybe like with a bandana. Like black hero. bandana with Hollywood yeah. on it. I think I think it'll work. Um, Jules, just use the James Elworth um, call for Jules and just put tattoos on. It'll be the same. What do I do with Tony? Uh, knee brace on both. Um, he had food a la- options. A, la- a larger type gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> you could just make Tony a, Kane, a husky, right? a husky gentleman. You say, yeah, yeah. That's how I am going to do. I'm going to post all of these uh, created wrestlers after I've done them, and it's going to take a few weeks, one a week, I reckon. Yeah, uh, they will be posted on um, social media. Oh, good. What what version did you download? Did you download the NWI version or just the standard? Depends if Steph's listening or not. <laughs> <laughs> there is a big price difference, isn't there? <laughs> so I'll take that as I know which one you did. No problem. <laughs> My first thing, I I want to download no it a week or. I want to download it a week or two after, so then I can just get everyone else's created downloads, and I don't have to. Oh, uh, you're you're, you're acting like that because oh, it's been out for twenty four hours. They're already there. Oh, sure thank God, thank God for technology. I remember back in the day when you had to you print out the used to print out the uh, the guide, and you had to create the guy yourself, and it would take an hour and a half to create one guy. I never did that. I oh, ever make my friends. I don't make real people. That's the amazing thing about it, though, is that while she actually, this is how good our MBN system is, while she started downloading this at 12 o'clock in the afternoon, <laughs> it's now 9 o'clock as we record this, no, and I, it's still I got going. The, I, I got the it's as long as WrestleMania, that's what it is. It Two got days. downloaded pretty quick, actually, I because I, I was watching I was watching Max, and um, I got the notification that it was downloaded. It was only, it was less than an hour, which I was shocked at. Absolutely oh. shocked, because I have terrible internet. I'm, um, I am regretting that I downloaded uh, Gran Turismo 7 on uh, Friday night now. It was a poor mm. decision. That was a drunken nostalgia buy. 
Yeah. Uh, DMDU Malice in the Palace review. You sort of did that before, Jules, but expand it if you like. Yeah, look, I think I'll try and be brief on it, even though I could probably talk about this show like when we're in the pub. I'm probably going to bang on for an hour. But um, Oh, let's look. do that then. We'll forget well, about it. Let's go to Giant Cody. Go fund me. Only joking, Jules. Only joking. I can't believe you just sandbagged me like that. Holy shit! Honestly, Tony's in a mood tonight. I'm not going to see you in the pub, Tony. I'm going to see you in the ring. Tony's confused. (laughs) Um, Look, look, just say that venue. I'm glad I'm going back in May, and that's that's a long way to Geelong. But um, opening with a no rope barbed wire match was a stroke of genius because for people walking into that room. And just seeing the barbed wire ropes was fantastic visual. I think that really set the tone. Um, obviously, Vixen Mad Dog is going to be wild. Um, Vixen's amazing. Uh, there was a lot of having to cut barbed wire out of um, out of people's clothes and people's skin and stuff. So it was pretty brutal. Um, look, Tom Barrett. That happened to me on- once, Jules. That happened to me once, Jules. I was trying to cut through the back paddock to get home when I was drunk, and there was barbed wire all through my clothes. Um, there's no way I'll be doing it voluntarily. It, it, it was rough. It was rough. But um, Tom Barrett came out in a hat. So wrestlers with hats was happy. So that, that is a highlight. And then Gore um, came out. And Tom Gore Barrett came wasn't out, happy. Caused absolute chaos. But um, loving the fact that Chanel Phoenix like stood strong to Gore. So that's one to watch for the future for sure. Because she wasn't taking any shit. So I was really happy about that. Um, big dude energy. Became big deathmatch energy, but continued to be big door energy. So the, the crowd were super happy with that. So some wonderful spots there. How did my um, team go? What, your team? Yeah, the anti-deathmatch party. Well, look, that story is awesome. Um, and I have to say, the character work they've got going on is great. So I think that might be Lockie's influence. But I have to say, Hector Jones has got me believing that he's a real piece of shit. And, and so... I really think that they are um, doing great work. Um, they re- they re- their shirt that they're releasing, how do I get my hands on one without uh, supporting Anti-Death Match Party? I don't want them to get the money, but I want the shirt. Call the merchandise table. Yeah. Yep, just just rip it off. Just yeah. rip it off. Just bootleg my own, print my own. Yeah, good like luck. Smart. It'll cost more. Yeah, but yeah, they don't get okay. the money. Then they don't get the money. Bastards. They deserve all the money. How, how did you go, Jules, getting to the venue? Obviously, Geelong's a bit further away for yourself. Um, you are allergic to public transport. so I think we it, all are, aren't we? Literally the I'm second not, train not I've ever train. taken in Melbourne. Yeah, me and uh, Andrew Miso took the uh, V-line. It was pretty smooth. Pretty easy to get there. The V-line it's is... Nice, is it's nice, it's the nice V-line's good. The V-line. Yeah, it's actually all right. Um, how about getting home? How much, was, is, uh, how much was your Uber home? There's no way you were catching two trains in one night. Yeah. Um, so I've been called out on Twitter for being an idiot and not telling anybody that I needed a lift home. So I we thought it was to just tell someone to give you a lift home. That's how yeah. I get home from everything. Everyone in the crowd would have been coming back to Melbourne. Yeah. All right. There was a lot of there was a lot of cider, right? There was a lot of cider involved, and a two hundred dollar Uber home. Hey. Oh, oh man, you oh, could have brought the NW with the NWO 2K. I could have bought uh, even more JXT merch with that money, more than I did already. Yeah, man, mm. you told me you would never buy JXT merch. What's the deal there? Well, it's amazing what happens when Richie Taylor retires, eh? 
People change. So you're you're on the joystick now with Tony. Yeah, yep. time. His podcast not... is uh, rubbing off on uh, Jules. I think. I think we should Shout take out. credit for that. Shout out to Josh. Tell us about I the mean, Go Josh Extreme. Co- Tell us about the Giant Cody GoFundMe page. Yeah, well, um, it's been set up by good friend of the show, the Maniac Wayne Maddai. Um, Giant Cody is a wrestler. I believe he's in Queensland. Am I right there? I'm not. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. But um, big guy uh, wrestled um for years. He was in the Bullet Click, and um, he's injured his foot a few years ago, and he's had to have it amputated. Yeah. So, um. The Maniac has set up a GoFundMe just to try and make sure that he can get the best possible prosthetic so that he can have a really good quality of life. So wrestling people, we like to look after our own. So um, there is a link to the GoFundMe on our Facebook. And I believe if you scroll through our Twitter, we have tweeted it as well. I know um, Renegades of Wrestling have tweeted. Everybody's been tweeting it, Um, it, even if it's $5. Surely we can all do twenty five each and put in a hundred. Get on there and, from and, and on the turbo. Get yeah. like a chop out because it's a tough. Yeah, sure. Um, someone yeah. do that and then let us know and we'll yep. pay you. Done for yep. sure. Uh, follow us, folks. Um, that's uh, yeah. It yeah, sounds like but, uh, great cause. Let's uh, have a look at the upcoming shows for this weekend. Uh, Friday, the eleventh of March, Newy Pro Ball Brawl. At City Hall, the Newcastle City Hall will be hosting that show Saturday, the 12th of Let's March. Face it, the a... Newcastle City Hall has probably hosted a few fights. I reckon it's like June. Gotham City Hall, the Newcastle City Hall. Just got that little bit of a, yeah. Uh, Saturday, 12th of March, massive, massive night of wrestling around Australia. Schwa, Super Saturday, the Caddington Exhibition Centre. That, of course, is SHWA. Pussa. PWSA, March Madness, at the Caradinga Sports Centre. QWA Rockhampton has their allegiance in Rockhampton. PCW, Ignition Infantry Gully. MCW, Rite of Passage at the Thornbury Theatre. DMDU, How I Spent My Summer Vacation at the Arrow on Swanston. Big, big night of wrestling on Saturday night. Hope you get around to one of those shows in Australia and enjoy it. We definitely will be getting to as many of the shows in Melbourne as possible. But, yeah, support local wrestling. Yeah, hope, yeah. hopefully one of the local shows has a has a rant room so fans can get some things off their room? chest. As a rant, from... Yeah, get, a, get some things off your chest without oh, worrying about consequences. Uh, Aren't you fed up with people controlling your narrative? Uh, yeah, well, you, you know, obviously cancel yeah. culture right. is really big and people are fighting against that stuff and... No not everyone not everyone knows what um control your narrative is so i um, think there's there's 80 other people that know what it is and probably a couple of us on the on the podcast here um it's a new promotion in america big things are happening and when i say big austin aries um he's he's not very big at all uh his ego is big who do you Um, call austin aries or um conor mcgregor uh, Conor McGregor, I, I think he'd, he'd just have him beat. Um, yeah, oh. and you got the the former um, Braun Strowman, Adam 
Shearer? Can it? I can Shearer. I uh, can I give you a review of what happened at Control Your Narrative as written by? Oh, you somebody? watched it, Tony? Did no, you no, buy I the stream? It, no problem. No, 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 you, you haven't no watched judgments. wrestling all year. Uh, hey. Everyone welcome. No wrestling's no for everyone. Here, no, chairs, no chairs for fans, a space cowboy, and a reference to AEW world champion Hangman Adam Page were all a part of the first, first controlling narrative event last night. Uh, controlling narrative is a new promotion by EC3 and Adam Schur, which will have its first taping later this month. Uh, on Reddit, a user called semi-god Mount Fuji gave a detailed recollection of their experience from the show. Fuji notes that the show started with the national anthem, but there were no seats for the crowd at the show. The audience was instructed to keep the show family-friendly, with winners being announced as having controlled his narrative. Developmental talent were referred to as projects and sounded the ring in a fight club st- and surrounded the ring in a fight club style. When action went out of the ring, the projects were tasked with throwing them back in the ring. Every Austin. match was a every match was a lumberjack. A, a lumberfuck match. Yeah. Austin, Aries Austin Aries confronted Space Cowboy during one segment and asked where he got his starter kit Adam Page cosplay outfit. I don't know why I did air quotes here. No one can see me. Aries added <laughs> that he'd have to carve seven inches off his legs to match the reigning AEW world champion, prompting someone in the audience to yell, and two inches off your dick. The main event saw EC3 and Adam Schur defeat the righteous Batman and Vincent, which is bad timing because the new Batman movie just came out. So rightly, he should have won. Adam Schur ended the show saying, this is the first of many, doubt it, and we will make people watch, love, and respect professional wrestling. On social media, tweets what. spread about the event, with many noting that the event happened in a bar, which also featured an uncle, an uncle Cracker cover band, and no seats <laughs> for fans. <laughs> uncle Cracker cover band. They could have got the other, the, the original for cheaper. Yeah. Fifty dollars. <laughs> I tell you what, Braun Strowman saying that he's um, he's going to make people watch wrestling. That sounds like a threat. Like you're not going to make me watch <laughs> control your narrative, are you? That sounds like a horrible. Oh, thing. If he was, if he was in front of you, tell her you buy a ticket. I'd rather watch. Get... I'd rather watch those one full shows. Thank <laughs> you to thank you to wrestlingnews.com for that did, review. Did they not have chairs set up no. for the fans so it was no easier? Chairs. People were standing the around the could, ring. The fans could take a knee during the anthem because I think no. the people that are running this would that would have been right up there, Ali. So you can leave. Uh, Mm. Without uh, but they had a rant room. This rant room that well, where I was talking about for Welshie. That you could pay to go into a room with a wrestler of your choosing and tell him everything you hated anything about him. you wanted. No no punches pulled. With no consequences. What? You could I'd pay to, I'd pay to tell Joel Bateman exactly what I think of him. But there was there was no room to pull a punch in that room. It was a janitor's closet. It was like a little stationary cupboard. You get in there like, with like Braun Strowman. It, Jesus Christ! Well, you, you can only oh, get there in there with they, Austin Aries. That's probably why they sent Austin Aries in there. <laughs> and don't, don't worry, you don't have to go in a rant room uh, to tell Joel what you think. You Jules said it two weeks ago. They had they had a more expensive sound system than ACW used to have back in the eighties for a room the size of my bedroom. I reckon I'm, you've I'm, had more people in your bedroom 
over the years too, Tony, to be honest. To be honest. It's always yeah, when he's not there, though. And that's house. a rant room in itself. Yeah, it is too. Just ask my wife. She, <laughs> she just tells me exactly what you she thinks. Yeah, well, you bring it on yourself, Tony. Bring your potato right. cakes and dim sims to bed. Make yeah. anyone Always rant. coming in saying you're confused. Yeah. That's the, only, that's the only part of the Dutch I like is the oven. <laughs> what does that even mean? What does that cheese? mean? Uh, Come so, over to my bedroom one day, Jules. I'll show you. Now that sounds someone like hasn't a been to Amsterdam and it shows. <laughs> I like a lot about the Dutch. Yeah. yeah. No, um, so <laughs> good. Good luck if they have a second show. Um, this one seems They're like threatening to televise it. <laughs> if they have a second show, can I read that review? No, hundred percent, Tony. I, 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 I think we've already given. I'm going to make. I might make you watch it. I think we've given oh. enough of a platform to this absolute set of fucks. Like, I want to ban this, <laughs> control your narrative. I'm, I'm not saying I want to control the narrative of the show, but Jesus Christ. The photo be- I'm looking at, there's some bloke having a promo cut on him and he's wearing a hood. So he can't even see the promo being cut. I don't even. I don't want to see. That could be any kind of hood. When you're talking the, the can, shady. Can we go back to Dutch ovens? <laughs> it's not a white hood, is it, Tony? I don't. Don't oh, no, show no. me the photo. Can we talk about Davis Weird. Song versus Joel Bateman? I'm really trying to go into business for myself. Booking a loser leaves Wordle match. <laughs> There's only one winner of that. The Godfather. I hope people the have stayed on. I hope people have stayed on bef- beyond the. Uh, What's happening this weekend? Don't, don't uh, worry. Do we, we're going to sell this episode a, as control your narrative. We're going to get retweets from those guys. Yeah. Not realising that we're shitting control on Control your narrative. <laughs> <laughs> what? We had our own little rant room via Zoom. I refuse, I refuse to piss off um, Braun Strowman. Oh, maybe that's a good podcast that we could start, The Rant Room. I think it's copyrighted. You would... Oh, is it? Is there already one? I would. Unfiltered, no consequences. I'd love to tell a few you blokes what I really think of you. Oh, But I'm not paying for it. No. I'm going to stop that right there before this gets ugly. Uh, Catch us next week. (laughs) (laughs) Got ugly as soon as you three signed on. Catch you next week. And catch you you next week. Thanks for joining us right here on the Turnbuckle.